nuevo ritmo que causa sensación Ay, vente morenita, bailemos el tao tao El nuevo ritmo que causa sensación Se baila así, de medio lado Bienvenidos a Radio Menea. I'm Miriam Soila Perez. And I'm Vero Vallati Flores. And on this podcast, we bring you a mix of mainstream and alternative jams by Latinx artists, usually based around the theme. And today's theme is Frontera music. And we're really excited because we have an awesome guest with us today. Welcome, Ivan Marquez. Hi, thank you all for um, having me. You're so welcome. Thank you for being here. So, Yvonne is here for two reasons. One, she's an awesome journalist, queer Latinx journalist who writes for Autostraddle, which I think is probably the best queer publication on the internet, so you should be following it if you're not. And she's also from um, the Rio Grande Valley, which is a part of Southern Texas that both Beto and I have some organizing ties to. So when I met Yvonne at a conference um, last spring, we totally bonded thought it would be super fun to have her on the show to talk about music from La Frontera. So thanks so much for being here. Yay. Um, do you want to introduce the first song that we've st- we started listening to? Tell us what you brought. Yeah, so I brought um, uh, El Tao Tao by Grupo Control. And um, growing up, this was a song to dance to at your quinceanera. So this is the one where you would, after you would dance um El Vals, you would um, do your surprise dance, and this mm. is <laughs> this is the one that got everybody pumped and ready to party. It's very fun. Like if you watch if you watch the video, it's the choreography is is amazing and also very nineties. And I'm a big fan of a choreographed dance yes. myself, so yes. I think that I could get into that. Yeah, and so um, the boys in the in the court would dance it for the quinceanera. So like. It would be a very magic mic moment. They would improvise and shake their hips and, you know, dance for the quinceanera. And that was the surprise as well. So I feel like there's some aspects of quinceaneras being like such a strange, strange ritual. Yeah, <laughs> there, there are. Yeah. Veto, you didn't have a quince, right? I did not have a quince. Because you were in the U.S. by that time? I was in the U.S., but even when I was in Venezuela, when I was a little girl, I was very like, oh, that seems like a lot of money. What you're going to do instead is buy me a present with that money, <laughs> which didn't happen. But A $15,000 present, yeah, right. <laughs> but I did go to like some of my cousin's quinces um, and definitely like, you know, danced, watched some waltzing, listened to some Chayan Tiempo de Vals, <laughs> all of that. Totally. Avon, do you know anything about Grupo Control? I'm not familiar with the bands. Or... I just know that they're from Houston, Texas. And awesome. I, I'm not sure if El Tao Tao is like their one hit wonder or not. Um, mm. <laughs> or if they had like a long career. Because um, there's definitely, I don't think they're a major um, player in Tejano music. Got it. Well, we asked Avon to bring four songs from kind of the area that she grew up in, the stuff that she remembers, the border more broadly, and then Vero and I each brought one song. So Vero, why don't you intro us to the next song, which is your pick? Yeah, so the next artist that, um, the artist that I decided to bring is from Edinburgh, Texas, which is in the Rio Grande Valley. And this woman's name is Jessica, and the song is called Sentida. Como te puedo consentir? 
I was really excited to bring this song, uh, first of all, because I wanted to sort of pay respects to this really thriving independent music scene in the Rio Grande Valley. And I was trying to decide between a couple of bands, ended up going with Jessica, but I was thinking about Pinky Swear. So if you are into 90s revival alt rock, you should check out Pinky Swear. Pero Jessica, I really like this sort of lo-fi pop that she's doing and I mean that voice is really something I feel like it's somehow bringing together this like it's so frontera because it's bringing together I feel like this really like um, Mexicano way of using your voice but also like it's almost like twangy and country-ish like almost like Texas country so I, I feel like it's like the border is very sort of essential to me in this song and um, and yeah, I really I really like it. This is from her EP Ora Mística, which is from March 2016. Uh, but she also put out a single in August uh, that you all should check out. But I really like her. Yeah, I haven't I haven't lived in the valley, or I moved um, to Austin for college. And then I moved to Dallas, so I haven't um, lived in the Valley as an adult, but I hear some really cool things are happening. So I'm really excited to check more more of her music out. Totally. I like the witchy vibe. That she yeah, yeah. <laughs> so because this uh, this album is, this is called Ora Mística, so there's the cover, there's a, like a casting off Maldejo type of candle, mm-hmm. cast off evil candle on the cover, which is always great. But yeah, I wanted to sort of like pay respects to the cool, just like thriving indie scene in the Rio Grande Valley and also just like shout out Rio Grande Valley. I, you know, like as Pettis mentioned, we have um, a lot of ties to um, the organizers, reproductive justice organizers there who are so badass, mm-hmm. so, so, so badass. And um, we just had the opportunity to like do a lot of working and growing with them. And I always think of the Valley with so much amor. And I remember all of the Delias tamales that I ate and 
it makes mm-hmm. me very happy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hell, hell yeah. What were your favorite ones? Mm, I always liked the rajas. I loved like yes. the ones that, that had like the, like the jalapenos in them. But I'm also a sucker for pork. So any <laughs> anything with some pork. Mm. Yes. I think the border has like a really, and I mean that particular part of Texas, if you're not familiar, I mean, it's really far south, right? Like it's like the farthest southern point of the United States. And so like, if you look at a map, I mean, it probably, sh- it should be Mexico, right? It used to be Mexico. Like it's, it's a strange way that the, the border line is drawn, but yeah, I mean, it's very um, geographically very far south and like parallel with a lot of other parts of Mexico because of the way that Texas like dips down. Um, but I think in general, the border has like a really unique culture that not a lot of people necessarily understand unless you are from that region. Yeah, I it's so hard to, for me to describe the um the the valley sometimes to other um people who are not familiar with with it even who are Texans who've never mm. driven down all the way down there cuz even from mm-hmm. Dallas um from Dallas I if I want to go visit home and visit my family it's a 9 hour drive. So wow. Yeah. And then from Austin to the Valley, it's six hours. And then from San Antonio to the Valley, it's four hours. It's still like a long drive either way, wherever you're coming from. And um, it's such a unique place, but I love it so much. Um, I mean, I grew up with uh, 90% people of color, mostly Mm. Mexicans, Mexican Americans. So it's um, interesting for me, like, um, when I left the Valley, I got culture shock- shocked when I went to UT. I was just mm. like, oh, I'm not used to your culture. I'm not used to, right. I'm not used to also text, like what people consider Texas culture, like barbecue and brisket. I mean, we have those things too, but they're uh-huh. called different things. And mm-hmm. I think also what separates the Valley a little further from the rest of Texas is because we do have another border a little north of the Valley at the checkpoint yeah. in Falfurias. Yeah. So it's another barrier that keeps immigrants from going further north um, and it traps people there. And there's a there's a lot going on there. <laughs> And uh, and my all my family still lives there, and I love it. Totally. So should we move on to yeah. your next pick? So, Avon, the song next song you're bringing for us, it's by Mafia, and it's called Un Millón de Rosas. because it's my mom's favorite song and I just had to had to do it for my mom yeah (laughs) I love that I love that um, so La Mafia is a very popular Tejano band from the 90s as well like all these songs 
are mostly from mm-hmm. the 90s. So Un Millón de Rosas um, was on the album that won them the one of the Tejano albums of the year. And my mom loves this song so much and they have a lot of like love songs, I feel. So every time mm-hmm. you you want to dedicate a song to your woman at a at a <laughs> at a show or whatever, or at a quinceañera, at a boda. Late or night radio station. Yeah, that's they would um <laughs> dedicate you know a song from la mafia during those times and i recently just learned that the lead singer of la mafia oscar de la rosa he he's actually gay and yeah and i'm just like oh okay i did not know that love us a gay he would always wear this like hat that i don't even know what kind of style of hat it is but it's really fancy and it's and he would it's like his signature look and he's from houston and he's um he's always um hanging out at gay bars apparently so it like it's like one of those things that it's it's not talked about but it's known in the hunnel circles mm-hmm. yeah wow like the worst kept secret mm-hmm. yeah so me and my mom have a ritual like every sunday or when i was growing up she would always have the music um the radio playing um and while mm-hmm. she was like um making dinner or like cleaning or whatever and um, mm-hmm. It was always to the Tejano uh, radio station, and she would always. Mm-hmm. Uh, so me and her would always dance in the kitchen, like all the time, no mm-hmm. matter what. And that's sweet. Yes, mm-hmm. and especially if it was a, a, especially if it was La Mafia, like she would just be like, "Let's dance," it's, and it, it would be like mm-hmm. our ri- our ritual on Sundays. That's awesome. Oh, that's amazing. Well, let's go into your next song, which is um, such an important pick when it comes to music from the border. Um, so we're going to take a listen to Selena, and it's, this is her song, Tu Solo Tu. Mira como ando mi amor por tu querer no más por tu amor Mira como ando mi bien Muy dada a la borrachera Y a la perdición Tú Solo tú Has llenado de luto mi vida, abriendo una herida en mi corazón. Tú, tú solo tú, eres causa de todo mi llanto, de mi desencanto y de So tell us why you brought Selena. Um, so of course, Selena has been essential to my uh, childhood, my uh, growing up. Um, I'm from South Texas, from the Rio Grande Valley. Of course, Selena is going to be <laughs> part mm-hmm. of what I listen to, and even to this day. Um, so I brought Tu Solo Tu because I really love this ranchera. Like I feel like it's one of those underappreciated Selena songs that um, doesn't get enough spotlight. 
and it's just it blows my mind every single time I listen to it and it it amazes me how much talent that Selena had with her voice like it's just it, it, yeah there, totally there's so much power behind it and it's still I still love it so much um, every time I hear it and also it's awesome because it's like mariachi music as well and it, you don't hear um, a lot of mariachi songs by women or fronted by a woman so it's really awesome to hear her sing this song yeah and Selena is such a quintessential frontera musician right mm -hmm. she just like really straddled these two worlds and also managed to be um, you know make waves both in the US and in South Texas but also Mexico and she was you know like there's the, the quintessential from the movie where she's like estoy muy excited <laughs> yeah, where she's just like yeah she's just like a frontera kid with like right. dicey Spanish right. and making right. Tejano music right. and you know fucking killing it Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that's definitely, I guess, why I identify really strongly with her because I am that Mexican-American kid with, like, the the Spanish, all, Spanglish. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> like, especially that scene where um, her dad is, like, being, is saying, like, you have to be, you're too American for, I mean, you're too American mm -hmm. for the Mexican side, you're mm -hmm. too Mexican for the... Mm -hmm the American side and you know right. I, I really identify that and it's like um, I mean it's, it's it, that's what our culture is like it's like straddling mm -hmm. like all these different worlds and being a mix of um, all these different worlds just like um, Gloria and Saldoa mentioned in her in her mm -hmm. work um, right so yeah it's just yeah. like the diaspora experience mm -hmm. yeah but it, but I imagine being on the border it's intensified by the fact that like the people that you feel separate from are just a couple miles away sometimes right like the whereas for Vero and I like travel you know going back to the place sort of where our people are from takes some travel but for folks on the border it's like you're literally drive you know cross the checkpoint if you can and then all of a sudden you're in a world where you still don't belong right, right. Okay. and I mean I I mean there is definitely a lot of um, my classmates and peers who have family in Mexico and like they would drive back and forth in the weekend yeah. or um, hang right. out with them but that wasn't necessarily my experience we never went to yeah. we never went to Mexico to visit because we didn't have any more family who lived there they had right. all uh, moved to the valley or the United States so but it is interesting um, we would go to right across the border uh, to Las Flores which is literally right there and it, we would walk across the border and, and right. it, it, it was a it was so weird because like back then you could just use your driver's license and then mm -hmm. walk back but I mean now you need your passport but it is different and I mean that that town specifically is um, catered toward tourists and Americans mm. and usually uh, winter Texans people from who are in the valley f just for the winter to get away from the cold and I don't know it's a different experience <laughs> Yeah. Versus going sure. in, in into Mexico, like to Monterrey or right. Oaxaca right. or something. Yeah. So do you remember when you found out that Selena had died? Yeah, I do. I was, I mean, I was really little. I was like a, yeah. probably four. I, I feel right. like I just remember being sad because everyone else was sad. Yeah. I, I don't think yeah. I knew the yeah. impact of it yet. 
wasn't it wasn't until um when the movie came out i probably got a better grasp of it it was really sad i was like no Mm. there's no more selena Mm. (laughs) right right totally such a big impact on folks Mm -hmm. awesome Mm -hmm. so you want to tell us what song you brought for us better yeah it's a little different (laughs) um so i'm bringing a pop song because you know that's i roll um, this is a song by Sofia Reyes, and it's called Puedes Ver Pero No Tocar. <laughs> oh, yeah, see you out there smiling. Don't live ways around, boy, you ain't trying. Tired of waiting, show me something what you gonna do. You and I, but we both inviting. Make a move, it's a perfect timing. There's something special, something about me and you. I'm just chilling with my besties Come over here and I'll tell you what the rest is You wanna learn, I'll teach you how to play the game Puedes ver pero no tocar Make some time, show me who you are Cause you tell me that you want me and you need me But you never make up your mind Puedes ver pero no tocar You're so close but you're just so cheesy ass pop you know i like to <laughs> i like to mix it up sometimes and i mean the reason i'm bringing it for this episode she's from monterrey which you know i don't know if avon you would consider that too far south to be border obviously it's like in the most northern state of mexico mm-hmm. what do you think about um no i mean it it's four hours from the valley monterrey so right. um it's not it's i think it's definitely part of the border culture like we it travels yeah. that far so we Got do totally. uh, Norteño music nor- northern yeah. Mexico yeah so yeah cool awesome yeah but she moved to LA when she was 17 so you can kind of hear in her voice even like right there's a real bilingual like American you know Latina sort of mix that's going on um, in her culturally so she has that kind of straddling both worlds piece of it. Um, I think I just think the song is a little bit ridiculous, which is why I like it. Like just the whole premise of it, right? Like you can look, but you can't touch. And she looks like she's like 17 still. I know she's probably like in her early 20s now. She was born 95, but she looks like a child and like has all this attitude. And it's like, you can look at me, but you can't touch me. I don't know. There's just something about it that I was like, I want to bring this to Rally Mane at some point. <laughs> <laughs> She was discovered uh, on YouTube, actually, um, and then Prince Royce signed her to a label that he um, that he had, and now she's been picked up by some other major labels. So I think she's kind of doing the big big pop star thing. But she's got a beautiful voice, and I really like the way that she kind of mixes English and Spanish together. Yvonne, had you ever heard of her? No, um, I haven't, and it's yeah. interesting because I, I feel like there's not a lot of people doing that, the mix with the Spanish and the English. Um, so mm-hmm. it's interesting to hear that. Um, I, I think um, maybe Becky G has done that recently. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. She's definitely in that vein. And I brought a Becky G song too. So yeah, I think they're like contemporaries and doing a very similar type of music, mixing Spanish and English. Yeah, and, and pop. I know. There's, I mean, there's definitely a need for that. You know, we <laughs> sometimes you want that in Spanish and English. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, I mean, I'm always a proponent of more Spanglish all the time. So, yeah. wherever I can get it. Yeah. And I think, like, she's popular, like, on the pop side in the U.S., right? So, it's like, I feel like the fact that people Is that are true? Able, yeah. I think so, yeah. I mean, she's signed with a pretty major label now, not the Prince Royce label. Um, but, but, yeah, the fact that she can you know, more people are able to integrate Spanish. I mean, look at this pasito, right? Like, there's definitely um, some tolerance for, for Spanish language content, even in, like, the U.S. market. But All right, well, why don't we move to your last song, Yvonne, that you chose to close us out with? <laughs> so I brought um, y'all Tragos de uh, Margo Licor by Ramon Ayala. <laughs> <laughs> Clavado en este rincón Como tú clavaste a mi corazón Estos tragos que tomo yo Son pura tristeza y son mi dolor Te fuiste no sé por qué Yo sé que me querías y sé que me adorabas Por si acaso quieres regresar Te voy a esperar, te voy a esperar Trago de amargo licor Que no me hacen olvidar Y me siento como un cobarde que hasta me pongo a llorar I feel like this is the song where everyone at the party is drunk and ready to go home and this is the closing song where um people play and you just sing you know it's time to file out yeah and it's you sing it with all your sad and sad it's a sad song it's like one of those like you just yeah, sad is, drunk yeah sad drunk this is where you just scream <laughs> with your buddies and you're just like why you know <laughs> and why did she leave me you know and um I go to this um one there's this one um club here in Dallas um called Havana's and it's a queer Latinx club um dance club mm, and awesome. um it's really amazing. It's really fun. I have fun there all the time and they have, they play a range of music, but, um, sometimes they play this one as they're, you know, the last call and they're closing up and it's amazing because all these like queer Latinx people are just singing <laughs> together and it's, per mm. and it's perfect. And, um, so Ramon Ayala is um, super famous. Um, he's considered like Norteño music. So, um, he's also from Monterrey. And um, he's famous for his accordion play playing, and um, but he 
he's from Monterrey, but he has a house in the Valley in Hidalgo, Texas. Mm. But he he does um he does a little bit more of Norteño music like corridos, and he's actually I think he's famous for that. Um, it, but this song is amazing. It's like a it, it's a classic as well. And there's so many people who have done covers of the song as well, which which are also amazing. Like uh, La Santa Cecilia has done a cover mm-hmm. of this song. Mm-hmm. And I really like that version as well. Um, mm. But this this is one where you you should have your buddy, a buddy nearby and like kind of sway around. Mm. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and one thing that um, I forgot to ask you about that I wanted to talk about which I know just because we got to hang out, was that you were in a mariachi band in high school. Yes, I was. Can you, can you tell us a little bit about that? I think that's amazing. Yeah, um, I was in mariachi um, in high school. I had learned to play the guitar um, earlier, and um, my band director needed someone to play the vihuela, which is like the small, short, fat... Um, stringed instrument uh, which is the mm-hmm. the lead um in the harmonia so i learned to play that and it's it's a five string um stringed instrument and it was really fun i really loved mariachi um i was i wasn't very good at being a singer or a front woman um because <laughs> i was pretty um shy in high school so mm-hmm. i and conf- and confidence is really um the biggest um, thing you need to shine in mariachi. And um, so, but I would sing uh, backup vocals (laughs) for El Rey Mm -hmm. and, you know, the (laughs) tradition, the most traditional songs. And um, I had a lot of fun and we, we, we performed at a lot of different events and um, competitions in the Valley. And um, I learned a lot about my own history um, through mariachi, through and appreciating Mexican music, mariachi music, um, learning about um, different singers um, and the songs that you, we hear over and over again, even now with um, modern and or contemporary um, singers um, repurposing them and singing their own versions of them. That's, That's so amazing. Awesome. I, know. I love it. I love mariachi. I love women in mariachi. I somehow really love El Rey, even though it's really misogynist. I don't care. I love that song, <laughs> and I love the idea of a woman singing it. So, yes, uh, I'm just really all about it. That that I love that too. I love women in mariachi. I haven't um, kept up a lot since I've um, no. since high school, but I really should like re-listen to all those songs and keep in touch. <laughs> yeah, with, with those songs. I mean, I. I hear them a lot at, when at, at weddings or wherever there's mariachis playing, and it, and I feel mm-hmm. like mariachis are now are kind of cheesy. Like I, I feel like people think of them as cheesy and mm. s- stereotype, but like there's a lot of right. beauty in mariachi no, music. I love mariachi. Yeah, I think yeah. that's I just like for me, mariachi feel very so celebratory and so like marking of an occasion. In Venezuela, mariachi are really popular for occasions so like when it was like my grandpa's birthday or like my mm-hmm. nona's birthday like we'd always like get them a mariachi you know to be like you're important you're a big deal to us mm-hmm. we love you and we're gonna get you this mariachi performance and everybody fucking loves it there's nothing mm-hmm. better than like having some mariachi at your special occasion 
yeah, for sure. I, I agree as well. Like we do that, um, you know, for Mother's Day or for like when my dad um, turned 50, we had um, mariachi play for him. And um, I, I was talking more about like mariachis at restaurants or, yeah. you know, playing yeah. to. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think that's like the it's the it's the gringos at the Mexican restaurants who you know whose like yeah. interaction with it is just that and they don't know anything about it culturally or in like outside of that context and so it seems like you know a spectacle or something but it's yes. actually totally. a deeply rooted cultural practice that yes. they don't get access to. Exactly. So, yeah. I mean, when my nonna, my grandmother on my father's side, who was an Italian immigrant lady to Venezuela like had no like real connection to Latino culture other than like that's where she went to like escape the devastation of World War II. Like she loves mariachi more than almost anybody that I ever knew. She <laughs> fucking <around>. loved <laughs> mariachi. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty amazing. It is. Well, thank you for bringing us this song. We had a whole intoxicated episode and this would have been a good one for that too. There's <laughs> yes. so many songs in Latinx music about drinking. I mean, I guess in lots of, lots of music, right? But I feel like yeah. there's just so many classic, you know, borracho songs in our, <laughs> For sure. in our catalogs. <laughs> it's pretty amazing. And I definitely have a lot of sad drunks in my family, so I could totally picture this. We didn't, this is not the music we listen to, but there are a lot of, a lot of people in my family who would be crying by the end of the night in their, you know, emotional mm-hmm. drunk stupor. And I, I honestly yeah. have very little patience for it, to be honest. But, well, can, but you can put on this song. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so I they know. can feel their feelings <laughs> in a group. <laughs> and even if it's they're like not drunk and this song comes on, people are still like acting like they're pretending. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like yeah, right. it, it's it. just one of those songs. It's gotta get into <laughs> yeah. the whole vibe. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Amazing. Well, thank you so much for joining us. This has been super lovely. We um, often talk about how we're super Caribbean focused because of our backgrounds. Um, So thank you for being one of, I'm sure, many guests that we'll bring from different different cultural contexts and who know a lot about music outside of our personal history. So thank you for being willing to talk to us about where you're from and the music that you grew up with. I love everything that you brought. Yeah, thank yeah, you. Thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, thank you so much, y'all. I had so much fun. Um, I love um, the Valley. I love border music. Mm-hmm. I love uh, yes. the Hano music, especially. Um, yeah. And it's it's just something that will forever be in my heart. And I'm so glad I got to share it with everyone. Mm, thank you so much. And y'all, if you um, aren't following Otto Straddle, and particularly Yvonne's writing about... Latinx politics, about queer stuff, about culture. She does a lot of really awesome reporting and editing. You should be. So we'll include a link in our blog post where you can find her and her work. And um, thank you so much for listening. Yay. Thank you. As always, you can find all of the details to all of these songs that we mentioned today on RadioMenea.com. And you can find us on social media at RadioMenea on Instagram, on Twitter, and on Facebook. So get at us. We always love hearing from you. And if you haven't done it yet, definitely, definitely give us a review wherever you listen to us, whether that's on Apple Podcasts or on stitcher or wherever we really appreciate your reviews they mean a lot to us and they also help our podcast get in front of new listeners so we really appreciate it 
Thank you once again for joining us and hasta la próxima. Chao. Bye. El